Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast, and welcome back to the Intuitive Masters of Happiness series. We have seven episodes left. We have been exploring what your intuition is, how to connect with yours, and all the magic that happens when you strengthen your intuition. So stay tuned every Wednesday as we feature one guest interview from the Intuitive Masters of Happiness conference held back in February of 2023. We had such an awesome turnout that we wanted to make all 20 interviews available to you in an audio version on the Create Happy Now podcast and YouTube channel. Now, if you want to watch the interviews rather than just listen to the audio version, you can download all 20 video interviews today to have in your own library for just $27.95, which is $20 off the VIP access package that was offered in February. You can go to my website, createhappynow.com and go to the events tab to get your download today. Now, before I get to my next guest, for those of you who struggle with quieting your mind and want to be able to do it faster and easier and have more happiness, abundance, peace, and purpose and say yes to life every day, I want to remind you that I have a new meditation app coming out by the end of this summer that is designed to do just that. I also have a new meditation YouTube channel. Both are called Create Happy Meditations. If you would like to be on the waiting list for the app, go to my website, createhappynow.com and click on the meditation app tab and sign up today. Meanwhile, like and subscribe to my meditation channel. Last week, Vicki Gold and I talked about how her intuition led her to healing her body from an autoimmune disease and how sound is a powerful healing tool. My next guest is Rachel Archelaus. Rachel experiences life as a multi-dimensional neurodivergent being. She is the founder of the Intuitive Art Academy, which teaches people how to have a two-way conversation with their higher selves through color. The Certified Intuitive Artist Program helps healers, therapists, and coaches to create a lucrative and impactful business using the Archelaus method of intuitive art. Her book, Intuitive Art, has been sold in over 40 countries and has received rave reviews from the Library Journal and Midwest Book Review. Here is the director's cut getting you down to her juicy wisdom about how intuitive artistic creations help boost your intuition connection and get answers immediately. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you as one of our experts today. And I was hoping that maybe you could dive into, you know, everybody talks about having a hobby or, you know, maybe they're an artist or maybe they're not an artist, but how can be being creative help you strengthen your intuition? Ooh, well, thank you for having me. First of all, I'm really pleased to be here. And that is such a good question. I think fundamentally, we like having hobbies because we feel the flow of energy come through us. And whether we're like painting little models or mowing the lawn, you know, whatever it is we're doing, even if it's not like creative, that energy flow is the same pathway as our intuition. And it's natural for us. It's our own energy coming in. 
And that's why we like doing things like that. You know, we call it creative expression or, you know, feeling in the flow state. And it's all the same thing. Intuition, creative energy, flow state, that's all the same pathway. And it's, it's a innate part of us that feels really good to practice. Right. I feel also it's, it helps you practice to just be and quiet your mind, which also is advantageous and opening up that connection because some people meditate, but actually participating in a hobby and hyper-focusing on it is a form of meditation, right? Yeah. It's just another way to experience your own energy. Yeah. So what are some of the things I know you're, you specialize in, in helping people, um, understand themselves through color. Can you expand on that some? Yeah. So I help people have a two-way conversation with their intuition. You know, if you think about it, usually we call it a gut feeling. We, you know, know like yes or no, or we have a feeling like maybe I should go to the store now, even though I was going to go later, or maybe I should get off the highway now. And then we find out there was an accident, you know, but intuition for most people is a feeling in the moment. And what I do is I help people instead of waiting for it and then having just a yes or no feeling, I help them communicate using an entire language that we create out of color. So it's like having a friend on the line to like ask questions to get context from, like maybe we feel a no and then we wanna know why, why is that a no? We can then ask using color. To right, get more clarity on the details basically, exactly. right? Um, so uh, my purpose is, you know, should I take this, other jobs? Should I go after another career? Um, or should I take the day off tomorrow? <laughs> or, you know, just basically, um, it, it maybe not even a yes, no question, right? Like, um, yeah, it's really like, okay, so maybe you're feeling like you want to change careers. So for you, it's a yes already. But you want to know what happens if I change careers? You know, what happens if I pursue art? What happens if I pursue this other corporate job? You know, you can really get into the details because your intuition, your higher self, it lives above logic. It lives above the limitation of the mind. And so it can see into the future. It can see into the past. It knows what's coming. And that is one of the benefits of communicating directly with your intuition. It's like if you're next to a mountain and you're not sure which way to go. And you've got a friend with a megaphone at the top of the mountain saying, hey, if you go around to the right, uh, you're going to run into a tr fallen tree. But if you go around to the left, it's clear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's these intuitive drawings um, that you instruct your clients on, on doing. Can you describe what that's like? Yeah, so I know it sounds really intimidating. We were just talking before recording about how a lot of people hear intuitive art or they hear you have to draw something and they're like, I'm not an artist. There's no way I could do that. Um, but this method is so simple. It's just three steps. One, what's your question? You know, you ask a question just to your head because 
you're talking to you, so you know what the question is. And then you draw with your eyes closed in a very kindergarten scribbly kind of way. Your hand will know what to do. And then the third step is to decode. So you open your eyes and you look down and you'll have previously filled out a little color sheet with a meditation that we help you do or any certified intuitive artist can help you do. And then you get to decode what the message is. So it's actually really, really simple. I have a drawing out here just so you can see it's like it's not of anything, it's it's an eyes closed scribble. So they're not gonna look like you're gonna wanna hang them on the wall for pleasure. You're gonna wanna hang them on the wall though because it's information that's really important to you and you'll probably wanna reference it for a while. Or have a journal of them. Yes. I have a book, um, you know, when I, I took your certification course, um, I well, I started out with uh, the, 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 uh, not the acrylics, but the, uh, chalk. Yeah. Um, the pastels. The pastels. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it was not good. So I went to crayons and it was so much better. Um, but I, I just kept a journal, um, and, and to see like kind of what keeps coming up, you know, do I keep doing the same thing? You know, how's it combining with some of the other, I mean, decoding is actually, I mean, because the drawing itself is like, what, a minute or two? Yeah, it's um, really fast. And decoding is, I have had so many clients just go, oh my gosh, like, that's it. That's the answer. It's right here. And yeah. it's so, it's so powerful because they think at the beginning, like, oh, this isn't going to be this isn't going to work. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, this, this looks like mumbo jumbo, you know, but when you start just decoding it one by one and, and symbol by symbol, and you're like, then it all comes together and the light bulbs come on. And then you're like, I want to do another one. I have another question, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. I love that too. Like the aha moment for people. So I know that sometimes decoding it can be a little daunting at the beginning. So what are some ways to start relaxing in that area? Cause I know when I first start, I, I decode somebody else's better than I decode my own. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but I feel kind of tense when I'm looking at my own. Um, but it's always helpful to have somebody else there. Why is that? Well, if you think about what Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. So if you are in a problem, if you are trying to solve something and you're just like racking your brain, I, you know, you're like in that mental loop and you do a drawing and that act of drawing hasn't calmed you down a little bit, which usually it will like usually the act of connecting with your higher self and doing the drawing, even though it's fast, is an act of meditation and will move you vibrationally to a new place. But if that hasn't happened, you're still in the problem energy and it's going to be harder to decode. So that's when you just want to take a step back, go do something else, forget about it, come back a couple minutes later, a couple hours later, and then you'll have a better time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I feel like my intuition turns on when I'm decoding somebody else's. 
Yeah, so much easier because you're not in their problem energy. You know, you can see it really clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about your, you know, what we read in, in your biography or your, yeah, your biography um, when I um, did your introduction this morning. Um, you said you, you experienced life as a multidimensional neurodivergent being. Can you expand on that? Because I think we may have perked some curiosity there. I know there's a lot of words there. And um, so I'm kind of newly understanding that I'm neurodivergent in the medical sense anyway. I mean, I've always known that I was like different, which I know a lot of people can relate to. Um, but, you know, ADHD, autism, those are being more broadly understood now. I studied psychology in college and even then, which wasn't that long ago, we just thought about autism mostly as being, you know, little boys being diagnosed and they had just a very similar experience. But that's actually not the case. A lot of people, especially women, go undiagnosed. Um, and even with ADHD, and there's a couple other like neurodevelopmental disorders um, that would fall under neurodivergent. It's really just you have a different wiring of your brain. It affects how you think and process information. You have maybe sensory issues, digestive issues. So it's really just you have like different insides and you approach the world differently. And it helps me to know that because I have made so many accommodations throughout my life of how I best function in the world, which means I really like working for myself. I like creating my own schedule. I like being able to decide how much noise is in my house, what I wear to work, so many things. Um, and that actually goes along with my motto of do there only you what go. I love. Because if I don't do only what I love, I'm a pretty miserable person. And being neurodivergent is part of that. I can't, I can't hustle through anything. It just doesn't work for me. Um, I think um, there's also environments that you learn better in oh, yeah. than others, right? Absolutely. Um, or trust me, I, I'm kind of self, I self-diagnosed myself um, with ADHD. And when I told my daughter, she's like, yeah, mom, we all know that. I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Because my son was diagnosed with it and, you know, so I was focused on that, but I never got officially diagnosed with it, but there's been a lot of, um, real Facebook reels and TikTok things out there. And I'm like, oh, yep, that's me. Yep. Me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> um, but I, I was kind of like a silent, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, oh, I just got to step it up. I just got to just stop complaining. I just got to try harder. I got to do better. Um, and it, you know, it made me try to really overcome things because I thought, well, everybody else is doing it come easy for them, but it's not for me. I mean, I, through college, I was studying from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed and to get through, I mean, I got good grades, but it didn't come easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, uh, now that I've kind of accepted it, you know, I'm like, yeah, 
I'll open the dishwasher and start to take things out and then go, oh, I need to do, um, I need to go to the grocery. I'll go to the grocery, come back, the dishwasher is still open. Um, you know, forget to do things, forget to lock the front door or whatever, because I was taking a package out and didn't think to go lock it or, um, you know, it's sometimes it's exhausting, but sometimes when you, when you embrace it and, and just know that that's kind of your, the way you're wired and then you just kind of, you almost end up getting a lot done, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you stop resisting yourself you can just free up so much energy for sure. Especially when you do get in touch with your intuitive self, because then your intuitive self is like, okay, I know you're this way. So this is what we're going to do now. And this is what we're going to do later. And because this time is the best time for you to do this now. And it's time for you to rest. Now it's time for you to go. Now it's time for you to stop time to go. So that's, that's definitely, um, something that I, I, I'm just now embracing for the first time. Um, and I'm feeling better because I just thought, you know, something, something's wrong. You know, I'm just, maybe I'm getting too old. I'm like not being able to learn as fast as I could before, but that's not it. You know, it, that's not it. It's just, I'm wired different and, uh, and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you're saying that leaning into the intuitive part of you helped a lot with that, because that's what I consider being a multidimensional person. Like we all are, but when you experience life, allowing in that information most of the time, then you're not only relying on who you think you should be or what you think you should be able to do or the schedule that you, you know, have been told is the best for everyone. Like everyone should have a 5 a.m. routine. Like that's not going to work for me. But intuitively, I still accomplish all the things for the most part, eventually that I want to accomplish. And I do that just like you said, allowing that intuitive guidance in and having that be at the forefront for me. And that really does help you navigate life based on you, not on what works for other people. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then you're not, you're doing it in a flow that is a great time for you rather than forcing it. And when you're forcing it, either takes longer or you're making mistakes or you just don't feel like it's right. Or, um, you're not learning it and doing it according to what you feel is appropriate. But if you are just doing it at the time and in a way that you like to do it, then it's so much more pleasurable and more productive and a better outcome. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what are some other things that uh, you feel people can try as far as uh, creativity? Um, you know, sometimes people just don't just sit down and do create creative things all day long or um what are some things they might be able to do um on the spur of the moment when they just need to have like a time out to do something but you know maybe they're you know at the airport or you know maybe they're on the bus or um waiting for their child to come out of school um you don't really grab your 
knitting needles or, you know, get your easel and canvas up at that point. So what are some things that people can try to do? Um, you know, that's you just pick it up and have a moment of meditation. That's very creative. Well, I mean, I think the number one thing is if you want to feel more of your own energy flow, then try not to be consuming something in that moment, right? So just try to be present with yourself and you can still be doing something like maybe you have a little coloring app on your phone uh, or your iPad that you can bring around with you. Maybe it's a little game even but it allows your nervous system to regulate and so that you can feel your own energy again. It doesn't have to be, like you said, like you're knitting something or you're on the couch sewing or doing cross stitch, like just allowing your body time to like line up with itself and be coherent, feel your own breathing, you know, hear what's going on in your head because we'll probably be surprised what's going on in your head. Oftentimes we're not even aware of the thoughts we're thinking. So give yourself a moment of rest. And even if that comes through a little bit of distraction, it's still gonna get you to where you wanna go and then create an, a jump off point. So if you have more free time, maybe you wanna do a bigger project like a puzzle or you are sewing or knitting something or a chalkboard, you know, gardening, whatever it happens to be for you when you have more time. But I really love the power of distraction to get us away from our My momentum goodness. of thought to bring us into the present moment. And I think that is a really powerful place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that people um, don't do, and I'll have to kind of remind myself is to just be in my body. Mm -hmm. and and because there are times where I don't real I get to get I get up from my seat and didn't realize my foot was asleep well <laughs> had I been aware of my body I would have known that my foot was asleep and I would have adjusted my posture to relieve it um I, I don't know how many times I've gone on a long road trip and my ankle is in a weird position but I didn't know it so we really need to take inventory of our body more often than we do. And when we do take inventory of our body, we do kind of take a little break from our mind chatter as well. You know, when you just kind of go, I'm taking up space in this space and I can feel my body. I can, I'm looking out from my body. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah, you can even invite your spirit your energy in you know like you're saying close your eyes and feel yourself inhabiting yourself your toes your knees you know all the way up feel it because you'll notice such a big difference yeah especially if like you're laying in bed and getting ready to go to, to bed and you're trying to settle down to again lay there and take inventory and relax each part as you're take your mind's eye to each spot and just relax it. I've gotten to the point where I've been able to relax so much that any pain that I had at that time had been relieved. And sometimes I didn't even feel the mattress below me. I almost felt like I was floating. Um, I'm telling you, like it goes into such a restful sleep 
-hmm. afterwards when I've done that. Um, and I've had that with, um, I used to have like neck pain and I would do it to get relieved my neck pain and it would be gone the next day even. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, We have so much power over ourselves and if we practice using it, it just gets easier and easier. Yes, absolutely. And I think being creative can, can also help with, with that. Um, not just, um, you know, being intuitive on, on other levels, but just to be creative, um, really, especially your mind. I feel like, um, cause I, I'm a portrait artist and, uh, and of course I don't, I I'm self-taught and I, when I start a painting, I feel like it looks horrible, but when I'm in that channel and I'm painting, um, it's like therapy to my mind. It is a vacation. It is a clearing out. It's a re rebooting. And if I don't do it for a while, I can feel like it's uh, garbage is starting to collect. And I really need to go take that time and just be creative and, and do it. And so it, it's definitely therapy, um, for your mind. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, you're opening up that pathway for your higher dimensional energy to come through. And so, yeah, it's clearing out the rest. There's this idea of like, we are a bathtub, you know, and we can fill ourselves up with all kinds of things. Like you're saying, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, garbage in there at times. We just pick things up and we don't really process them or, or think about them. We just take in these thoughts. And um, when we open up that channel of, you know, higher dimensional energy that we all are a part of, it clears all that stuff out. And so we're left better than before. And any kind of creative act or flow state or, you know, meditation will help us recalibrate and refill up that bathtub with good stuff. And heal. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And heal on so many different, so many different ways. I mean, physically, spiritually, mentally, it's, uh, it's definitely worth trying. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and find something that works for you. There's no right or wrong way. There's no better. This is better. Or that's better. Really, whatever is helping you feel lined up with yourself in that flow state or just pleasured. Like, I love being creative. You know, I love knitting hats. Like, that is the same thing. So there's a whole wild world out there. And there's probably something that you've thought to yourself like oh I'd love to try that and you've probably talked yourself out of it oh I wouldn't be good at that I don't know how to do that well give one of those ones yeah give one of those things a try it's not about the outcome it's about the process so take any kind of expectations out of the picture and just do it because you want to learn it or because you feel like you might enjoy it right because I think you know from what I've experienced and learning anything like that is, you know, it's, it's a little awkward in the beginning, but all of a sudden you'll hit a certain time period where it's then the the flow kicks in Mm -hmm. and then the enjoyment, the flow, the natural 
aspects of, you know, like, let's say if you're learning to paint and you're just trying and trying and trying, and then all of a sudden it just kind of comes to you or like learning how to play a guitar, you know, it's hard, your fingers hurt, you know, it doesn't sound right. And then after a while, it just, all of a sudden it just starts to sound like music and it really starts to flow. And, and then you get that feeling like this is amazing. And, and I want to do this more. I mean, that's, that's what a lot of people who have started being a painter or started music, it was an escape mm-hmm. originally from their mind chatter, their external world, their, you know, their depression um and 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 they have found solace in in artistic expression yeah definitely and i think just the important thing is do it for you not because of what you think you'll become from it right yes otherwise you probably won't get to the the part where it is easy and fun and and flowing if if i start doing something because I think I'll look a certain way or, you know, I'll be the best trumpet player or, you know, I want to impress someone. It never works out. It's only if I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this for me. And then I'll actually get to the part where I actually improve at it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. When you're doing it by yourself, for yourself, Mm -hmm. that's when it's, it's magic. Not, oh, I'm going to perform for somebody. Yeah. 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 But, uh, well, Rachel, as always, it's a pleasure uh, to be with you, to talk to you, to learn from you. And I'm so glad that you were here today to help open up this aspect of what's within everybody is that natural creative self that they can just, you know, take the opportunity to explore, expand upon. Thank you for having me. I love talking about this. It was super fun. Yes, absolutely. And you you would be the one with your intuitive art uh, business um, that you were going to definitely be uh, uh, one of my top guests on this subject. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, um, can you share with the audience what you've got going and how they can get in touch with you in case they want to learn more from you? Yeah, I'd love to. So we teach this base method of connecting with your higher self for free. You can get our free class at intuitiveartclass.com. You can also learn more about the Intuitive Art Academy and our live streams at intuitiveart.com. Awesome. And I'll put that right down here below. And then also everybody's going to get a copy of uh, all the guests and all of their juicy goodness and how to get a hold of them. So um, you don't have to remember what we put down here. We'll send it to you later. So, but thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, 
check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.